Welcome to the Grow Dan Grow Show. Join us as we educate and inspire cannabis cultivators from across the globe with an entertaining show featuring some of the biggest names in the industry. From growing solutions and best practices to the latest trends and common misconceptions, learn how you can grow more using less from seed through harvest. This is the Grow Dan Grow Show podcast, powered by Grow Dan. Hello and welcome back to the Grow Day and Grow Show. As always, I'm your host, Riley Jones. Today, uh, we have another amazing episode for you. We're joined by the guys at Spare Time Supply. Um, but before I get to that, I just want to again thank everybody for all the likes, follows, subscribes, downloads, um, all the comments that we've received, people reaching out, uh, letting know how much they enjoyed the show being back. Uh, the past three episodes that we launched uh, about a month ago, everybody loved. So, it's just really been great to hear the uh, the reception that everybody's given us. So we're going to keep on coming. We've got lots more to come. And today, uh, another great, great episode. I have Andrew Hosford, the president of Spare Time Supply, and Travis Mitzel, the regional sales manager. Um, so we get to have you know two very different perspectives on the industry. Uh, we get to learn a lot about Spare Time Supply as a retail and distributor. Uh, the ups and downs, the challenges they face, trends that they're seeing in the industry from two just really knowledgeable guys that have been in this industry for years. You know, we often speak to growers and uh, focus on some green knowledge, but it's really nice to see, you know, almost the other coin, the other side uh, of the industry as well and get to speak to their knowledge. So without further ado, here is that episode. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the uh, eighth episode of the Garden Grow Show. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Andrew Osford and Travis of Spare Time Supply. Hello, guys. Hey, good morning. Hey, Riley. Nice to have you guys today. Really, really happy to get this one going. Um, we've been kind of like on the works for this episode for a little bit. And uh, it's, you know, great. I think no better time uh, as the uh, guests will start to hear. But, uh, you know, before we get started in, you know, really getting diving deep into the history of spare time and what you guys have uh, going on, um, I just wanted to, you know, get let the uh, listeners uh, hear a little bit about you guys, your journey. Um, so maybe we could start with Andrew, uh, you know, just uh, let us let us know about like your role. Um, I think it said you were, you started back in 91. That's a that's quite a bit. That's quite a long time ago. Uh, but, you know, your role, let us know your day to day, things like that. Andrew Osford, I'm the president of Spare Time Supply. I assumed that role in August of last year. I've been back at the business for about eight years now, uh, where before that I was in college for 12 years um, studying um, animal science. And so I kind of like to say, you know, I used to study and do research with animals and now I sell shit for a living. Um, that could be taken in multiple different ways uh, to, if you think about the wording, but uh yeah, I just, uh, I grew up at spare time when I was a little kid. My parents moved up from the Bay Area of California and to help uh, Mike Sr. and his late wife, Diane, run the retail store. It was a small store back then. And um, I would literally come home every day from school and and get to work or go to play. And uh, I just love spare time. I went off to college for a number of years. I went for one of two reasons. One was to own spare time. The other one was to teach. And so I got my teaching in while I was doing my graduate uh, degrees and ultimately came back in a sales position at spare time in 2015 and um, had the opportunity to come help run the company. I don't own it now, but I, uh, but I, you know, oversee all the day-to-day -day activities um, and trying to, you know, work on the vision of where we're going in the future. So I love this company. I love this industry that we work in the people that we interact with on a day-to-day -day, from the customers to the vendors, our, our team members here at Spare Time and our, you know, communities that we get to participate in are, are you know, all key aspects to making Spare Time what it is. And I just uh, feel really fortunate for having that opportunity. That's amazing. I get that vibe just from, you know, just all the interactions that we've had just thus far. It's great to hear it and kind of hear you see that legacy too. Uh, which, which you got to love, which is, I feel like a big part of this industry. You hear a lot of people that kind of are those legacy people. So yeah, how about, how about yourself, Travis? Uh, yeah. So my name is Travis Mitchell. I am our regional sales manager here in California. Uh, I cover anywhere from Reading uh, all the way south to Bakersfield, everything east of I-5. And then I help manage our guy, uh, Kang in the Bay Area, uh, Bay Area down to San Luis Obispo. 
Um, I started in the industry, you know, very early uh, utilizing cannabis uh, and then slowly worked my way into, you know, being a grower around the age of 20, um, you know, multiple outdoor grows, greenhouse, um, indoor, you know, really thing, anything from HPS, uh, LED, LEC, you know, really going through all the different types of lighting. Uh, I was mostly a soil and soil lift grower. Um, and then, you know, after a few years of doing that, I worked my way into a position at the local retail shop here in Grass Valley, California, where I live, uh, and that's Ag Natural and Grass Valley Hydro Garden. Uh, I worked there for about four and a half years, I want to say. I uh, was a manager there for a while, you know, responsible for ordering, stocking, customer service, all that good stuff. And uh, and then eventually was lucky enough to get approached for a position here at Fair Time. Uh, I believe it was September or October of 2016. Uh, came out, interviewed, and 30 days later I was here. So started in Fair Time November 2016. I'm currently in my seventh year here. And uh, yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride for sure. It's been crazy busy and then crazy slow and then crazy busy. And it's just, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of hard work, but it is a great company to be at. Um, I think we've been very successful. I think we've grown a lot over the last seven years from where I started here. Um, and I'm excited to, to keep seeing what the future holds for us. That's awesome. How, how long have you guys known each other? You, did you guys meet, um, like, uh, around the same time or? Yeah. Right. When I started. Our old sales manager of, of Victor Espinoza, um, he now works for BFG, who's one of our competitors, but it's, it's, uh, that's one of the things I like about this industry. We, we may be competitors, but we're also friends at the same time. Right. Um, he, uh, he told me about this guy, Travis, at one of our customers' retail stores. And that's always kind of a touchy subject, but, uh, hiring from your customer, but, uh, it worked out pretty well with, in Travis's case. So yeah, we met, uh, we met during those initial interviews and, and have uh, kind of grown our relationship since then. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's just re- get it right into it. Um, you guys have uh, your 40 years coming up. I think that's pretty amazing, pretty remarkable. You know, growing ourselves, we kind of pride ourselves on the history of, you know, uh, of, of ourselves in this industry as well. Um, can you guys tell me a little bit about uh, the 40 years? Like, that's uh, a long time. Um, you know, I, I read that, uh, you, you know, Mike Sr., um, you know, started this and there's kind of an interesting name behind the spare time name too, as well. Um, so I thought that would be something fun to, 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 to chat about. Great. Yeah. So Mike and his late wife, Diane moved up from, uh, Hayward to Willits, uh, really actually a place called Norspur. And, uh, they thought they were going to be kind of homesteaders and they soon realized raising two little kids, um, out in the country isn't when you come from the inner city. Uh, it, uh, it isn't as uh, glamorous as, as you might think it's a lot of hard work. So, um, they moved into Willits and, and bought a house and built a building that my grandfather and, um, his father-in-law helped him build. And, uh, he used to work for a, a kind of a paint store that had a similar name and he always liked it. And also, you know, he was working and Diane was working and, uh, this was all kind of stuff that he did in his spare time. Um, and so that's where the name came from spare time supply. He started selling bulk mushroom composts and potting soil that he'd get from the South Bay and, uh, he'd go pick it up in his pickup truck and he'd sell it by the bucket full essentially. Um, and then started selling flower starts and seeds and plants and irrigation supplies. Uh, and ultimately, uh, grew it into the business as it is, it is today. Uh, I think he worked over 600 days straight when he first started the business to, wow. uh, you know, they were open from seven to seven, seven days a week. And he worked every single one of those. Uh, it's, it was a retail store. Initially we started, uh, doing a little bit of wholesale sales cause we sell a lot of amendments. Amendments are, you know, agricultural byproducts and mined products that are in smaller retail size bags and, um, he realized, well, he could buy a bag of it for one price. He could buy a pallet for a cheaper price. He could buy a truckload of it for an even cheaper price. And his first wholesale sales, it's its debatable on who that customer was. There's a number of customers up the 101 corridor, uh, Weathertop, Daisies, um, a couple others that they're not really sure who the first wholesale sale was, but it was one of those stores. Uh, Sylvan Dells would be another one. Um 
that he bought a truckload of, of blood meal. It's a high nitrogen fertilizer that uh, makes plants grow, but the the bears in the in the country live as well. And uh, and he sold part of it to some of those guys up north and and sold it here locally. And that's where he learned about the wholesale market. And that's that's been developing since the I would say mid nineties into it kind of. In 2003, there was a clear delineation from wholesale and retail, and the wholesale business just really took off. That's our main part of our business now. Um, the retail store is a key aspect for the Willits community and maybe surrounding areas, um, but the but our main our main business where most of our efforts are are going to are, are the all the wholesale side, and so we're we're distributing up and down the Western United States and. Um, we plan to go nationwide at some point, but we're not quite there yet. That's amazing. It, it's, uh, I mean, to, to hear just like the legacy, I think sometimes it, you see on like the, you know, clothing companies or brands, you see like the little EST and then it shows the date. But I think sometimes you can, when you, when you really ones that, you know, have the, you know, for all the young ones out there that, you know, says 19 at the front, um, <laughs> you know, it, it just, uh, it just shows how long people have been at this, um, and one thing I noticed actually about like even just communicating with you guys, um, your marketing team, everything, um, it's just uh, how great of a team you guys have. Um, and, you know, just all our interactions. I believe uh, we, we joke because I think when we first met on uh, on here, I realized that I did meet you at one of the the conferences as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just you meet so many people, but, it, you know, everybody I find is just so friendly. But I kind of wanted you to speak to the cust like the your, your guys team. Um, and, um, and, you know, any special shout outs that you want to do, just, uh, I'm always welcoming those, uh, you know, from marketing, you know, up and down, um, I know Travis will get his love as well. Um, but anybody that you guys want to shout out, I love to, you know, every, give everybody the roses. Okay. Well, I, I don't think I can name everybody in the entire company, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, on the spot, <laughs> it's a pretty close net crew. Um, it, it's not just about our employees. It's also our vendors out there. Like, um, and the customers. I mean, my counterpart, Jamie Wilkes, uh, she does admin stuff. My wife, she does all of her financials. We're a family run business, true and true. When I was a little kid, Mike and his, his wife did it all. Uh, my parents came up, they did it all, Paul and Diana Hosford. And then, um, the business got so big, it had to diversify. Obviously we had a lot more people, but, um, Judy, Robert, Elena, uh oh my goodness i'm if i forget anybody it's uh you know i hope i don't hurt their feelings yeah there's so many i mean our customer service team is phenomenal our accounting team is phenomenal i don't think you're gonna find many customers who are happy to work with an accounting team uh since they're calling and you know <laughs> requesting money um but they work really well with our customers our warehouse guys are phenomenal everybody at this company just works incredibly hard to make the things happen that happen on a daily basis to to make sure that our customers are taken care of and that orders get delivered and uh yeah it's, it's just a, it's a really impressive place to be love it i think one of the unique things about that though is like we're still fairly small we're we're a small distributor um and we because of that it gives us a huge advantage to be really flexible and to turn on a dime mm-hmm. um whereas the big boys out there it's a lot more challenging for them that level of customer service we can provide and, and like specialty service for what people are needing is, is I think it's one of the top in the market for sure. So, and I can't get off this topic without mentioning for certain one person. And that is Judy Lane, our pricing manager. Yeah. She is above and beyond absolutely phenomenal. She is a beast. She is at work every single day, six days a week, most of the year, just, on the computer, getting things done for us, making sure, you know, SKUs and pricing are input so we can get things going out to customers. She works incredibly hard and, and definitely deserves a special shout out for spare time. Love it. I think, I think in this industry, you have to have a teams like that. Like I feel like throughout cultivations, you see the same sort of thing as well. There's kind of like a family, everybody, uh, everybody gets along so well and, and everybody, you know, you have to work hard. This industry is, uh, it's busy and changes and, and moves quickly. You mentioned earlier, you, you, you kind of just touched on it. Um, some of the challenges that you, you, you experience and everything. What are, what were maybe some of the biggest challenges that you face these days in retail that maybe you didn't face previously? Oh man, yeah the re- the retail side is is uh, I think every retailer out there can really attest to this. It's 
it's the competition, not the local competition. It's the competition with uh, Amazon, with Walmart, with Target. You know, their e-commerce platforms are just powerhouses. Um, and then you have uh, Home Depot and Lowe's and other other uh, big companies like that that uh, muddle in the nursery kind of industry. Uh, running a small business is very expensive. Um, and it, and running a small business in Northern California or California specifically is extremely expensive. So I, I think, you know, the pricing competition and trying to, uh, provide a good, you know, paying wage, um, for our staff and give the benefits that they deserve, like medical and dental and vision plans and all that type of stuff. And then trying to keep prices reasonable, uh, for our small community, because, Rural Northern California, where our retail store is, is just, uh, you know, it's it's not um, Silicon Valley and people make hundreds of thousands a year. Um, it's an agrarian rural environment that uh, there's a lot of homesteaders. The lumber industry was king. That's what kind of developed Willits. Um, and uh, it, some of these things get really, really expensive. And so that's, I would say, the biggest challenge is, is, is uh, competing with Amazon. And every retailer out there, not just in our industry, but every industry uh, for all these small businesses have to do with that. And it's it's very, very challenging. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the second biggest challenge is going to be, you know, how how much this market fluctuates. You know, I, I really experienced it first in 2018 when we fall, saw the first big drop off in, you know, cannabis pricing. Um, I'm sure there's been drop offs, you know, prior to my time, but that was really my first experience with it. And it's you know, it's very difficult for retailers, for vendors, for distributors alike, when you have these years of just these massive increases, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80% increase in sales. And then six months later, you're on a massive decline, you know, back down to the bottom. Um, and we, we've experienced that twice now in the last four years. Um, and I think that makes it very difficult, like I said, for retailers and certainly for, for everybody up the chain, because you're purchasing and you're forecasting based on what happened a year prior. And that's, that's a very hard thing to do currently in this industry because you never know what's coming. Um, so I think that that's a huge challenge for retailers as well. You know, and I hear that a lot and you hear actually um, the last couple of growers I spoke to um, kind of echoed that, that same sentiment as well. So I think that's the, the, the toughest thing about this industry. You know, it grew really, really quickly, at least on the cannabis side. Kind of have to, you know, keep, you know, be, you know, be very versatile. And, and I think that's why it's why it's so impressive. I think um, as we spoke to you guys taking going from retail um, and uh, moving into distribution as well. Before we speak to that, I just quickly want to touch. Um, um, when did you guys start carrying uh, Grodan products in the retail store? Oh my goodness. Like I, I was a little kid. I remember <laughs> we used to, we used to take the, you know, cause 30 flats in a box, uh, and we'd take them out. They weren't wrapped and we'd put them on a 10, 20 tray, two per tray and we wrap them in cellophane. And that's how we sold them at the retail store. And I did that when I was little Mike would pay me like a quarter per flat or something. And I was stuck cause I'd do four of them. I could go to the circle K and buy some candy when I was like eight years old. Um, and so I don't. I don't know exactly when we started selling Grodan. It's been there since I can remember. They've mostly the flats initially. Grodan's done a great job at developing new and innovative products that really help to define um, how small, uh, you know, hobby gardeners can use it, as well as getting into the big commercial ag side of it all and having an item for every one of them. And so. Um, you know, just trying to keep up with what everybody's going to want and, and that type of thing is, uh, is, uh, we can have to con continue to try to innovate, but, uh, it's been a very long time. We were, we're stoked to have gotten it back. We, uh, we were distributing Grodan in for a while. Um, we were getting it from third parties, uh, other distributors and selling above wholesale and our customers would buy it from us just cause they like doing business with spare time. But, uh, we recently got distribution back of Grodan. Um, and, uh, and I think that it's been a great value to, certainly to spare time, but also to, to grow down as a whole, uh, as, uh, you know, people have more options to, to where they want to buy it. Exactly. And that's the thing too. Like I, I run all the socials. So, um, I have often people run out, reach out to me and say, Hey, where can I get this? And I quickly 
I'll say, yeah, here's this, uh, here's a location in your area, boom, and uh, I can send them to them. But having more places that are able to, uh, you know, carry us obviously is, is, is a benefit. Um, what do you guys, you guys carry, I guess, uh, obviously improve, but I hear you guys are now carrying the, uh, the Pargro. Yeah, obviously when we, you know, obviously when we first picked you guys up, um, we were getting in still some of the older stock, uh, the old silver rep, you know, Grodan, um, you know, it's a little bit of a transition period for people for sure to switch to the new and improved, uh, as any, anyone knows this industry, when you have a recipe or you've used something for a very long time, you do not like to change, um, change is not necessarily always a good thing in this industry, but the new and improved has been a phenomenal addition. Um, so obviously at the new and improved. And then currently I would say we're not stocking Pargro as of today, but it is something we do have. Um, we do have available. We're doing it as special orders. We're trying to get uh, really, you know, work with customers, figure out what is their interest in the Pargro, which products they're looking for specifically so that we can make sure we do get it in stock and have it available for those customers. Um, I think it, it definitely has its customer base in the industry as far as a little bit more of, um, a little more value to the customer. It comes into the little cheaper price point. Um, so yeah, like I said, as of current, we are not stocking Cargro, but the plan is to have it here and available in the relative near future. I would say one of the challenges that the whole industry is facing right now is what are the customers going to want? And just like the growers out there, because the price point has been in the, in the tank, um, the retailers, they're all short on cash. Distributors, they're short on cash. Um, we're we're heavy on inventory. I can tell you that. Um, but it's like, what are the customers going to come back and, and buy? And what are the growers going to be using uh, when they've taken this big pause? And um, not all of them, but there's there's been a huge segment of the industry that didn't, didn't grow in the last year. And so uh, the challenge for spare time, and I think really every retailer and distributor out there, is what do the customers want? moving forward. I think, yeah, like Travis said, Pargro is a great product that provides great value for those, uh, um, you know, people that are worried a little bit about the price, but, uh, and, and, and it competes with many of the other products out there that are cheaper than Grodin because Grodin is kind of like the premium, you know, rock hole in our industry. It's the, it's the brand name. It's what everybody recognizes. Pargro has been around, but uh, there's kind of this new launch and new emphasis behind it. And we're looking forward to supporting Grodian's opportunity to develop that brand and, and get out that industry. And we'll just see where it goes. Yeah, Pargro is, is it's great to see it um, back. And, and I think one thing that I really like about it is it allows growers that are really um, invested in growing in Stovewool, um, but maybe don't have the maybe the full capacity or um, maybe don't have um, it doesn't allow for you know, as great steering as, as the improved does with the advanced wedding technology and, and everything like that. So, um, I think, uh, it's, it's a great product for, for those. And, you know, when you've been, you know, if they're, if they're looking to take that next step up, you know, get into, you know, more, uh, you know, more, more careful steering and, and, um, and maybe some tech and everything like that, the improved is a good jump up too. So as a premium product. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see it out there again. Um, I've worked uh, really heavily on, uh, a lot of things related to it. So, for me personally, it's uh, it's 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 a great to see it out there again, and and uh, I think a lot of, it'll make a lot of growers happy. Um, so it's uh, that's great to see. So I think um, you know, we're before we to that, Riley, yeah, for sure. I don't want to cut you off, but like, what's the advantage of buying Pargro? You're you're getting it from the company that produces Grodan. Yeah, I, I think you have to like emphasize that. Like, it, it, we have another vendor that's very similar to that, Premier. Um, uh, when they come out with a product, they have technology behind it, just like Grodin. They've right. done a lot of product research. They know it is going to perform. They know what the benefits are. They know what the drawbacks are. Yeah. Um, and and you can have the confidence that if Grodin is going to produce a product like Pargro, that it's going to be a good product. It's going to be consistent. And they're going to know how to deal with any situation that arises while you're using it. Um when you have a new up and coming product that's made from who knows where and it's branded with who knows what, there's that sense of, I don't really know. And where's that support going to come from? You're going to get that support from guys like you. So no, that, and that's, and you know, that's, that's an amazing point. It really is. And I think it's something that we preach similar to like to you guys self. It's a legacy in the, in the industry. We've been around for a long time. We invented Stonewall. Um, you know, we've invented all these processes all the way through and um, we've continued to grow. 
uh, power grower was just, uh, you know, just another um, addition to the library and a lot of growers. I mean, one thing I think about Grodan that I always think about is just how many blocks we have. We have so many different style blocks, so many configurations, allowing growers to just grow from any which way, whether, you know, whether they want to grow with, you know, slabs and Hugos, whether they want to just grow slabs and, you know, G10, whether, you know, at any combo, depending on their facility size, their makeup, you know, what their irrigation strategy is. Um, and so PowerGrow now slides in there is just another option for growers that maybe the improved is a, is a harder option. Um, and I think it, it's, it's wonderful. And like you said, the, the history of uh, our, our brand and, and the, the R&D and the, uh, and, the, and the trials that we put on, these are, these are real, you know, real things. We, we release all of our white papers, our technical documents. Um, all original, uh, you know, the, uh, the inventors of crop steering and, uh, and precision growing. So I think, um, it, it's, you know, we, we, we care a lot and, and we want, you know, growers to succeed. I think that's a big thing. Um, and being able to partner with you guys, partner with growers and continue that R and D and continue to develop and see the growth of the industry is, is, is always been one of our, uh, most important things. Um, and, uh, so it, it, you know, it's great to see. And then, I mean, speaking to the evolution of you guys, um, you guys are headed into distribution or you have been for a little bit. And I think, um, I think it's a good time to start talking about that. We've kind of mentioned it, but I really just kind of want to really put some focus on that. Um, and kind of discuss like maybe when and why you guys made that decision to start getting into the distribution side of, uh, the market and everything in the industry. We are a large scale distributor, especially here on the West Coast. I think we have really set our position out here as, you know, one of the big players in distribution. Um, you know, for years, years prior when I used to work in my old shop, the only things we would utilize fair time for, no disrespect, was uh, soil and amendments. You know, soil amendments and bamboo, that was what fair time supply was known for. They've, we've always been the best soil distributor in the game. We've always had, you know, phenomenal amendment prices. Um, so we've always been great at that outdoor marketplace, right? When I came to spare time, you know, one of the first things that I really saw was look at all these other opportunities that we maybe aren't focusing on or aren't capital capitalizing on as much, which were fertilizer sales. You know, there, there's obviously better margin fertilizer sales and it attracts a bigger customer base of fertilizer sales. And so I think we really started to shift focus at that point, obviously on still remaining to be the best soil distributor in the game, which in my opinion, we absolutely still remain to this day. Um, but we really started gearing our, our, our focus towards fertilizers. What new companies can we bring in? You know, who can we work with? And I think once we started doing that, it really expanded our reach into, into new regions and it really expanded our, our customer base. Um, and I think that was a huge jumping off point for us. And I think it's really steered us, you know, towards where we're at today. And, and I think we continue to focus on that model. Um, I think we continue to bring in new products as best that we can. Um, you know, with the state of the industry these days, it is, a, it is a little bit difficult. You know, you've got a lot of companies with a lot of exclusive products, um, a lot of exclusive deals. And so it's really hard to find your niche and make sure that you can stay relative in the industry and continue to carry products that customers need to have in their store. And I feel like we've done the best job at that, that we currently can. Um, and yeah, I'd say that's one of our strongest points of distribution is really focusing on that, focusing on the customer and making sure that we continue to try to get as many products as we can grow in, certainly being one of those products was a phenomenal addition to our catalog. Um, and it, it's been what kept us relevant in the industry and what's keeping us moving forward. When did you guys start, uh, distributing Grodan? I think the official date was, well, the official distribution date was January or February of 21, correct? When we were actually an official distributor. I want to say it was, uh, I want to say it was like, yeah, it was either January or February or it was in the, in the fall. I'm not sure which, but it was sometime in 21 that we got it back. We had it years and years ago. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure what happened, um, but we uh, lost distribution of it for a while. We were still wholesaling it just at above kind of suggested wholesale pricing um just to, to have a little bit of margin in there but uh you know the the wise folks that grown in you know finally realized the <laughs> the uh 
the benefit to to partnering with Spare Time and uh, and and gave us that opportunity back. And since then, we've done. Uh, I'd say we've done pretty good. Yeah, you guys are distributing uh, improved, obviously, and then uh, Pargro uh, will will follow as uh, as as it comes. So yeah, I, I personally love working with you guys. <laughs> so um, and uh, I think I work well. I work with a lot with Emily uh, Ward. I'll, I'll give a shout out. Uh, yeah, there, there's my quick shout out. Uh, what what would you guys say? Um, is, is one of the biggest, uh, we, we talked about challenges that are facing the retail industry, but what about uh, maybe, and you, I know you've touched on a couple of them already, mm-hmm. um, facing uh, the distribution industry um, and maybe even like your particular role in general. Um, I don't know if uh, Andrew uh, or Travis, you wanted to start first on that one. I have just one comment and then I'll let Travis build on it. Um, our job as a distributor is to provide the products that our customers are looking for. That's it. Uh, Travis doesn't push specific products on people. We don't incentivize them to sell this over that. Uh, our question is, what are you looking for and how do we find it? Um, if we don't currently have it. So as a, as a, you know, I would say the bell of the ball distributor out there, that's, that's hundred percent our role. That's what we continue to do. That's what we've been doing and, and what's given us really good success. And, and we're going to continue to do that in the future. Yeah, I mean, as a distributor, I think, you know, some of the biggest issues that we're seeing currently, um, I think it's up and down to, you know, depending on what the year is, you know, like I said, we have these big increase years, right? So everybody's mass producing, everybody's mass manufacturing, everybody's pumping out as much product as they can. They're buying as much product as they can. And then we hit these, you know, 10 month, 12 month or 18 month down periods. And so manufacturing slows down, you know, inputs coming into the country slow down. And then all of a sudden we have this boom, you know, uptick again. And so now it's, it becomes difficult to get product, you know, into the distributor or make sure that we're having everything in stock. Um, and that's not across the board, but certainly, you know, in certain situations, um, you know, it, it is tough to keep everything in stock right now. Um, there have been times when, you know, realistically, financially, it was very realistic to stock every product from every vendor in multiple, you know, mass quantities. It was never an issue. Whereas now, you know, just like the retailers, you know, the manufacturers and all of the distributors are experiencing this, you do have to be a little bit more careful about what's sitting on, you know, sitting on the warehouse floor. You want to make sure everything's turning. You want to make sure inventory's moving. And so, you know, just like everybody else out there, we are dealing with that and we're working through it. Um, you know, again, I feel like we're doing the best that we can, you know, being responsible and making sure that we don't put ourselves in a position where, you know, maybe we end up not being in the industry anymore. We want to make sure we're here for a long time and we're here to stay. And I think that we're doing all of, all of the right thing to, to continue to make that happen. Um, you know, as far as challenges for a sales rep, um, I think I can speak probably for the whole team on this one, although everybody, we all have very different experiences, right? Every territory, it, it's honestly astonishing to me how different every territory is just in the state of California, right? So I'm Eastern California. We've got Tom Perkins in SoCal. We've got Kang in the Bay Area to San Luis Obispo. We've got uh, Andrew's brother, Tim Hotsford, doing, you know, uh, the Humboldt, the 101. Then we've got, um, sorry, Ryan up in Oregon, you know, doing that area. And then he's also working with some of our Midwest and East Coast accounts. And you're just, the ordering tendencies, the the types of customers you're dealing with, the problems that you have, everybody has such a different experience. Um, you know, right now, a lot of issues we're dealing with, again, are making sure we have stock on hand, making sure things are available, which we're, we're continuing to increase as things are picking up in the industry. Um, you know, there's, there's always freight issues in the industry. And that doesn't matter what distributor you're dealing with. There are always freight issues, you know. A freight company picks up, they're supposed to deliver deliver on this date, they don't show up, right? You know, now a customer is upset, they had told their customer's order is going to be there, and now it's not there. And so these repercussions just kind of roll uphill in this instance, and we end up on the wrong side of that position because it is on us to make sure the customer's product arrives, even though it's out of our control. Um, you know, third-party freight trucks with foil, drivers not picking up on time, or drivers not picking up on the day they fit they're going to. So freight tends to be a bit of an issue for us. Um, You know, outside of that, moving away from issues, I think our biggest positives is our sales team. We are a force to be reckoned with on the road. In California, I feel like I can say this with great confidence, we are certainly the hardest working distributor team 
on the West Coast. I can guarantee it right now. We are on the road. We are in the stores. We are face-to-face with customers. We are constantly available. We have phenomenal customer service. We are always responsive. We really do sometimes more than we should, to be honest, but like we really go above and beyond to make sure that our customers are taken care of in every way that we can. Um, you know, where I think with, with certain other companies, you deal with a lot of automation. Um, your order goes in and it's just straight through the system. You know, it, it's on to the next thing. It's getting packed. It's getting pulled. You're not getting contacted. Um, you know, we really try to see every customer's order that comes through. We try to follow up with them. You know, even a thank you text or a thank you call for the order. We really try to really provide the best customer service we can. And I think we do a phenomenal job. Um, and I think that's really what currently separates us from some of the rest and has been a huge, huge um, incentive for customers to, you know, work more closely with spare time supply. You know, one of the, as you were talking there, Travis, it brought me back to that, you know, humility and being humble and yeah. spare time is humble. Uh, we're not too proud. Uh, we, we work very hard. You know, it's a testament to Mike Sr. And, and what he kind of started and how he started this business, but we work our butts off. Um, it reminded me, you know, this week for uh, where we're at, it's spring break for, with my kids. I've got an eight and nine year old son, Wade and Daniel. I also have a little six month old, but he's not a spring break yet or a take, excuse me. Um, you know, we decided to take Thursday off. I don't ever take days off unless it's like a week long, whatever during the winter time. But, uh, we work hard. Um, you have to be humble in this thing. I, I think everybody got really, really proud. The growers were proud, the, uh, not proud, but just like maybe too proud um, in 20 and 21 with the amount of growth that we saw. And we all got humbled real quick. And if you didn't get humbled, then you were out of the biz- out of business um, in 2022. Uh, so we're humble. We appreciate every order that we get from every customer, whether it's $50,000 or $600. Uh, we'll provide that extra level of service for any customer that's asking for it. It doesn't matter how big or small. And we're going to be here and stand behind you, our customer, but also your grower. If they need, they need help, we'll, we'll go it and see if we can connect, you know, figure out what products are, they're buying and get the professionals that, uh, in there, in their grows to, to see what's going on, how to, how to, um, you know, improve things. We also, we have huge, really tight. Uh, relationships with our partners and our vendors, I guess. You know, the people that we're buying those products from. Much more so, like, they've got my cell phone. They, I talk to them often. Um, we work through issues with customers and with growers uh, whenever we need to. So uh, that's the level of service you get at spare time, which you don't necessarily get everywhere else. Uh, and so I, I, I'm, I'm really proud of that. That's something that Mike Sr.'s very... Uh, really instilled into me and, and all, all the time that I had the opportunity to work with them and, and we're going to continue to do that moving forward. The other thing I, I think we should clarify too is like we kind of work in two segments. There's two segments in the industry we work in. We have what we call IGC or the, the lawn and garden sector. Um, and then we have the cannabis side, the hydro side. Uh, hydro side is the bigger part of our business, but we don't forget about the, the lawn and garden the lawn and garden is more consistent. It's it's the it's the two to four percent growth every year for fifty years, or for in our case for forty years, right? Um, the cannabis side, it has huge peaks and huge valleys. Uh, it, it, over ever since I would say twenty sixteen and on, it's just been amazing growth, and then boom, you get humbled, and then amazing growth, and boom, you get humbled. COVID was great for the cannabis business um, and the lawn and garden. Uh, they saw record rec- record growth uh, at at pretty much every level. People wanted this. They they put in this uh, they their own gardens because they were worried about their food supply, and they smoked a lot a lot of herb because they were stressed. And uh, and we were there to to help throughout the way, which had its own challenges. But twenty twenty two, we were humbled again, and um, the biggest drop was the cannabis side. We did see. You know, if you look at Scott's Miracle Grow, um, they had they had a huge drop in the in the re, in the traditional lawn and garden side as well. Uh, and there's a number of questions as to what drives that, but uh, 
we'll just keep fighting and keep adding value and, and working to, uh, to provide the best products to our customers. I love to hear um, the, the passion that you guys have and the customer. It, you can tell that the, the, it, it's been instilled in um, not just yourself, uh, Andrew, but uh, everybody that kind of works for Spare Time, just that level of uh, customer service and, and the passion that you guys have. Personally, for me, when, when I work with people, I, I find I have to, you know, I do, I do a ton of emails. I do a ton of things like that. And it's always nice to um, uh, work with people that are just friendly and, and, and engaging and, uh, and have that level of communication. Um, so I always appreciate that. And I, I have no doubt that your, your guys' customer base feels the same way. Um, and, and I like, uh, I like Travis's uh, um, claim there, too. I think, it's, uh, I think you should be that confident. So I love that. Um, one thing I just, uh, I, you mentioned earlier, Travis, actually, and, and I, and I wanted to kind of touch back on it, um, was, um, maybe some of the trends that you guys are noticing in the industry as well, like maybe retail or, um, uh, in distribution, maybe in terms of like blocks or, or, um, in, in what you guys are seeing. Cause I know that, you know, sometimes there's a shift I'm seeing a lot more people that'd be interested in slabs and, and things like that. So just curious what you guys are seeing. Yeah. Kind of to touch, you know, back on the challenge of, you know, companies with lots of different products, right? So Grodin was a, a huge learning curve for us. Um, you know, like I said, once we got official distribution back in roughly, I don't know, fall or, or January of 21, um, it was a huge learning curve for us. You know, we had always sourced Grodin, like Andrew said, through our distributors. And so, yeah, we sold some AOK sheets. We sold a couple of this, a couple of that. But once you become a distributor, the expectation is that the customer is able to get all of the products from you. Um, and so it was a huge learning curve for all of us. You know, most of us obviously understand Rodan, what the basics are, the standard block, the standard slab, but to learn all of the different SKUs, understand their functionality, and then to understand what your customer base is going to want has become increasingly difficult. Um, you know, I can say with confidence when, when we really first got distribution, it was mostly Hugo's, right? Everybody's looking for Hugo's. They want to do Hugo's, you know, on top of a slab or some sort of Hugo combo. Then all of a sudden it switches to four by fours and then it's switching to, um, uh, God, why can I think of them? The uni blocks, you know, we've got customers in the Bay doing uni blocks. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it, it's almost, I swear it's almost every time you go in a store or within every few months, it seems like their grower base is switching on to a new product, um, a new grow damn product, a new style of growing. I think a lot of that comes from let's call it the age of the internet here for cannabis. Um, there is a lot of influence via Instagram, via YouTube, you know, so many growers out there promoting so many different ways of growing. And so people are now seeing a lot of different ways to utilize Grodan and be successful with different Grodan products, uh, which I think is phenomenal. I think it's great for you guys. I think it's great for the industry. Um, on the note of distribution, it makes it a little bit difficult, you know, we, we, we have to bring in, you know, containers of Grodan product, which is fantastic. We're spelling through them, you know, phenomenally well, but it's very, it's very difficult to forecast over the course of the next three months, what needs to be on those containers. Um, and again, like I said, we do need to be conscious and we do need to be careful to not bring in product that's not going to move. And so I think right now we're really trying to find that balance of what our customer is going to be looking forward in the future so that we can make sure we have the right products coming into stock. And so you're saying you lately you've been seeing a lot of uh, the the uniblocks. Uh, uh, it's all over the place, man. There's yeah. there's some uniblock customers in the bay. There's also some Hugo guys. There's some guys that switch from Hugo to four by fours. Uh, we picked up some new slab customers, and then you've got SoCal, which is just a, a totally different beast than what any of us up here from from Central California North. We just we don't deal with what they deal with in SoCal. So much different selection, you know. A, a, a broad array of very large stores, very large warehouse style stores, um, and a very broad array of growers who all want to try something different. Um, but I would say, I think still currently for us right now, Hugo's, 4 by 4 obviously AOK sheets, you know, mini blocks, and a selection of the slabs are definitely currently our best-selling product. One of the things that Travis highlighted on earlier, and he just touched on again, was the how different it is when you get into different geographic territories. And the running joke up up the 101 corridor where we kind of got our start in distribution is like, 
you know, well, what's going to sell? It's like, depending on what that guy says on that side of the hill, you go to the other side of the hill and it's completely different. It's literally that um, different. And so there's lots and lots of products out there. The big kind of distributors out there are more focused on cutting back and and streamlining um, their product offerings. And so Grodan may have 200 products, but maybe they only offer 30. Um, I don't think that they're doing that with your products, but they're certainly doing that with other products out there. Um, our responsibility as a good distributor is to offer the products that our customers are, are, are asking for and not just say, oh, well, you can't get that anymore. You need to buy this. Um, and that's what we continue to do. Um, if there's 200 nutrient lines out there and you know people are asking for them, it's our responsibility to try to source those and find them. It doesn't mean that we'll stock them in our warehouse necessarily, but we'll work to find the products that they're looking for. And yeah, SoCal is different than Central California or the Central Coast or the Bay Area or Northern California or the, the Sierra Foothills or Siskiyou County. And I mean, that's just California. We're talking nationwide at, at, at some point and how much different it is. So there's a reason why there's so many different products um, because people um, want to choose different things. So, and I think that just to kind of tie back into Pargro too, because I really do want to talk about, you know, Pargro a little bit is that on the note of it being difficult for us to figure out Grodan, right? So learning what SKUs customer want, what SKUs they need. Um, so we were cautious in our initial buying on what we brought in, you know, uh, our, some of our first containers probably had, you know, 15 or 20 different products on them where now, you know, we order multiple containers of, of the same product. Um, and I think that's our goal with Pargrow. We, we want customer feedback. We want to know what you're looking for. We want to know what you need, what your customers need. Um, and if you share that information with us, you know, we are going to get those products in stock. And as they continue to move, you know, quicker and quicker, we're going to start bringing in container orders of Pargrow. Um, you know, we just want to support the customer with whatever they need. So, I guess this would be my shout out to the retailers here on the West Coast. If you need Pargrow, you know, let us know and uh, and we'll be happy to uh, to get it going for you. Get it on our next container coming in and and uh, provide you the support you need for Grodan. There we go. That'll make a beautiful soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, uh, just before we kind of get like, you know, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I'm really enjoying this. Um, like um, we... we you know, there's, there's always misconceptions or and things like that that sometimes come up. I know with our brand, it's it's it happens a lot. We we hear still there's some um, you know old old wives tales, if you will, um, about certain things and how to soak and things like that. And, and I always you know stress um, whenever you need to know anything, just go to the website. All the information is there. The technical documents are there. Um, we we created this process, so really all the information um, is is coming from the source. Um, but what, what about you guys? Do you guys hear any like misconceptions, things like that, that, you know, kind of come up in your industry? I'm always curious about that. Not really misconceptions about the industry, right? Like we all know what, what the general misconception is about the cannabis industry or, or at least what the old misconception was, right? Like we're all these scary, like backwoods grower people who were dangerous to the community. We all know that stuff. Yeah. There are so many, you know, quality human beings that are in the cannabis industry um, and I've really grown to learn that more and more too, as we've gotten out into, you know, you know, we go to MJ biz every year and we're out at all these different shows and we're meeting all these different people and different industry people from different sectors of the industry. So I think you really learn that this industry has a lot of really good wholehearted people, um, a lot of family people, you know, um, people who are just, just trying to survive, you know, and they're doing what they need to do. Um, you know, as far as misconception for I don't know, let's say like, all I can really speak on right is like the sales team. So like, like what's the misconception about a manufacturer rep or a distributor rep or what we do? I yeah. think, um, a real common misconception is that our job is to maybe go out and party with customers. Like that's, that's what we do. Um, and it is not the truth. It is very far from the truth. We, we work incredibly hard. Um, to make sure that our customers are taken care of. You know, we are on and off the phone all day. We're in and out of stores all day. Yes, certainly, you know, we have our couple times a year where we get the pleasure of enjoying our time with our customers and hanging out and having a good time, which is which is a huge benefit to this job. Um, this job is not as simple as just answering a phone. Uh, we work with every, especially here at Fairtime Supply, every facet of this company. I am involved with 
almost every order with customer service, with accounting, with pricing, with purchasing, with the warehouse, with shipping. We really communicate very well interiorly to make sure that all everything happens so that that order actually arrives at the customer store. Um, and, and again, I think that's one of our biggest benefits is that we, we are so well tied in with everybody in our company. I think it really adds to, uh, to the benefit of spare time. That's, that's such a great point. I feel like our, I feel like our, our sales team would love to, you know, for me to say the same thing. And, and I, and I couldn't speak more true to that. I, when I'm on the road with them, sometimes you, you can get that impression that somebody might, but there's just so much there. You can't kind of put a, you can't kind of put a price or whatever it is on, on, on that community that uh, customer service and that relationship that you build, the trust. Um, and I think that's so important. And, and especially when we're going out visiting and and the trust to, you know, bring me into the grow and do videos and things like that, um, you, that, you know, that's not built overnight. And, and a lot of these people uh, like, like yourself have been doing this for years and build those relationships. So I think it's uh, one of the biggest things of this industry, in my, in my opinion, is building those relationships. Um, I mean, it's why we, we have somebody on social that is actually communicating. I'm not a bot. You know, it's actually me. Um, and, and I think that uh, it's nice to have that extra connection as well, too. So uh, did you want to start to say something there, Andrew? Yeah. You know, I, I always kind of go back to the grower. Yeah. That's where it's all started. Um, that's what gives Fair Time the opportunity to do what we do and all the retailers that we have uh, do what they do. Uh, many of the retailers were growers at one point. Uh, they just started a business uh, getting their buddies products. Um, and... Or it was a it was a traditional kind of lawn and garden thing that started selling more and more soil, and they didn't know what was going on. And then people were asking for, you know, cutting edge solutions and Fox Farm fertilizer and, and all these different things. Um, but these growers are hardworking um, members of our community. Uh, they care about what they're doing and how they're doing it. They care about the environment. They're raising families uh, here in Willits. I'm I'm also the president of the Little League in my spare time. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, many of the people that interact, that I interact with are, you know, helping the kids, teaching them how to play baseball or growers. It's just, it's just part of the environment up in Northern California. And, uh, and they're not these, you know, this connotation that people may want to put on them. I just really appreciate their efforts for, for that. One of the things I just, I would like to see actually a little bit more is kind of people talk about this can of tourism thing. And kind of like the Napa Valley is the epicenter for the wine industry or something. It's like, you know, we should have more can of tourism. We should have more people that are featured and, and, and highlighted for doing what they're doing. I think this podcast can certainly help as you talk to more and more growers and, and people get to learn who they are and, and what they do. And it is so regional and so, so specific. The other thing with, with cannabis specifically is, yes, everybody can grow cannabis. Not everybody can grow good cannabis. It's an art. It takes work. You have to get up every freaking day and work hard. You can't do it from your phone with some 100%. You know, you can't do it. Uh, you can't hire some master gardener um, that's going to master grower that's going to come out and do it for you. Uh, well, I guess you can, but uh, but those guys are working their butts off. Okay. Uh, and, and they're farmers at the end of the day. They're non-traditional farmers, but they're farmers. And, and I think we're evolving into that a little bit more as, a, as cannabis kind of gets more mainstream. Um, the other one is, I don't think people really understand how much, especially in the rural uh, communities, how much the cannabis industry adds to the, you know, the dollars coming to the stores. It isn't a, until a year like last year where everybody's like, oh, I wonder why my clothing store is down so much, or I wonder why I didn't sell as much lumber or PVC or this or that, you know, they thought it was all the contractors. You couldn't hire a contractor up here for months. They were booked out 18 months ahead of time. Um, at when all that kind of collapses, it, they, they, you know, they're all looking for work now. They're not all looking for, but a lot, a lot of them are looking for work. So, um, cannabis industry is a real, real thing in the, in the U S it, it, it is a real thing in Canada. Um, it's, it's evolving uh, as as time goes on. You know, California, we've been doing it for a really long time. We were the first ones with medical, right? Uh, you go everywhere else that uh, legalizes it. They go through all, they jump through all those hoops that that many of the other states have. Um, but you know, these are these are hardworking people that are doing it. So I appreciate that for sure. 
hundred percent. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, it's, it's nice to see the evolution. Like as uh, I'm, I'm from, I'm from Canada and, and uh, you know, we, we legalized back uh, uh, some years ago now COVID is, is uh, distorted time. Um, but uh, it, 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 it's it's interesting to me to see actually like I, especially on social I see it being seeing a huge growth on the East Coast as well now um, so that's that's exciting to see as well um, and, and just overall in the industry in general the the share of knowledge um, I think like you touched on it too with it, it's great um, you know as pioneers in the industry like us and like yourself it's it, it's great to have these conversations and talk about um, you know the, the the industry as a whole not just maybe some people maybe just have a small smaller perspective on it but people who've been you know, in this industry through the ups and downs all the way through, you know, starting gardening and as the cannabis industry evolved as well. Um, and I mean, one thing I've noticed too, is there, I mean, some of the growers I've spoke to were formerly veg growers and now are cannabis growers too, like that, that's happened and vice versa. So I think, um, you know, like to speak on it as well, some of the, um, you know, my time and, and, you know, especially at MJ biz is, you know, some of these, uh, growers are some of the some of the most intelligent people I've talked to in a long time. And I can speak to that, especially with our crop consultants as well. Um, just, you know, just remarkable minds um, and just like a pure passion and love for the industry and growing um, and uh, assisting growers as well, too. So um, we're we're getting close there, but I do have a couple of questions left, so I'll, I'll read them off. Um, what I want to quickly touch on is um, Travis. Um, we uh, I know, Andrew, you wanted to give a quick shout out um just you know maybe quick little touch on you know just his history but like just why he's such a vital member to spare time and uh travis can sit back and blush for a bit oh i am <laughs> <laughs> i mean travis is one of the most confident guys you'll ever meet he's he's super hard working he cares so much about his customers um and he's grown so much in the seven years that he's been at spare time um i distinctly remember having a number of conversations with him like dude you just have to like Get off the phone and say those things or something. But um, this guy cares so much about his customers. Um, he fights so hard for them. Um, he also knows the industry, industry so well. And, you know, indoor, light, uh, mixed light, whatever you want to call it, um, outdoor, whatever. He's, he kind of, he pretty much understands it all. And um, he adds so much value to, to, uh, the customers that he's representing it's just uh it's just incredible to have the opportunity to work with him um he's a huge asset to spare time and uh people have tried to hire him but somehow i've been able to keep him so i really really appreciate that too you know he's not just in it for the money he's in it for enjoying what he's doing where he's doing it how he's doing it and i'm glad that um spare time has the opportunity to uh work with him for sure thank you andrew <laughs> I don't know if he believes me. <laughs> I do. He knows I love it here. I, I I wouldn't be here if I didn't love it here. This this job is not a cakewalk, right? It's a lot. High stress. It's, there's a lot going on. And uh, and I stay here because it's, it's a great place to be. Amazing. Um, I, 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 I mean, I just, I love to hear that. I mean, I, I think one of my favorite, I always tell people this when, you know, they talk about socials. My favorite posts are the shout out posts. I, you know, I, I like to, my, my for focus is always on socials is just, just to spread as much education as I can, like, you know, dispel some of the misconceptions or help provide a new grower who maybe just visited our page for the first time, um, you know, where they can find a distributor or where they can find, you know, stores or uh, information. But I think the shout out posts are just always, you know, the, the most fun. So uh, I always appreciate those and, and love and see people blush a little bit there too. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not great with praise either. So um uh, and you know, I, one other thing I was like, I, I kind of touch on every time, um, is just advice that you guys would have maybe for someone coming up in the industry in, in your role or, um, you know, just as a grower in general, uh, maybe any advice that you guys would give them there. As far as the industry advice, you know, for somebody getting into, let's say maybe a manufacturer position or, a or, um, a distributor position, it really is a great opportunity. I mean, my biggest advice is, and I learned this working at the, my old grow store was, if you don't know, ask. If you tell someone you're going to do something, do it. You know, our customers respect and appreciate when you come through for them and you follow up for them. Um, do what you say you're going to do. You know, if you're going to get a price for somebody, get a price for somebody. If you don't know, if you can't guarantee getting them a price, make sure you let them know, hey, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to get back to you. Communication, I think, is probably the biggest, um, the biggest thing that's going to make you successful in a manufacturer or distributor reposition. Communicate with your customers, communicate with your team, be available, 
work hard, they can tell when you work hard. They know when you're slacking off. They know if you're not getting back to them. You know, a lot of these, um, a lot of these retailers have been owners or managers of this store for five, 10, 15, 20, maybe even more years. They've seen reps come and go. Um, and the good ones stick around. Um, so just communicate well, do what you say you're going to do, be honest, be yourself, and uh, you'll do well in this industry. You know, I, we touched on it just early in the beginning, but I kind of want to just touch on it again. Um, just uh, any, um, you guys have a couple uh, kind of big events coming up this year, being your 40th anniversary. Um, just wanted to kind of, uh, you know, re-promote those again. Um, you know, by the time this, you know, podcast airs, uh, the 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 smaller one the, that's coming up, and I think about a week or so, will have already passed, but yeah, the one that we discussed in August will be there. So just kind of wanted to give you guys a chance to just uh, quickly chat about those, um, let people know about them and, uh, and you know, what, what, what to expect. At the retail store, we have a vendor day every year. We've been having it uh, since I was a little kid. It's just our anniversary sale. We, uh, we got our business license. I think it was April 23rd, um, 1983. And so we always have a, a uh, sale on the third week of, uh, of April, which happens to, quite often fall around 420. So people think it's for like a 420 style, but it's not <laughs> for anniversary sale, but it actually yeah. works out pretty good. Um, 40th anniversary sale this year. We're super stoked. We've got a bunch of vendors, got a bunch of t-shirts that we're going to be giving out and that type of thing. We get the sales guys come down to set up a booth and give out samples of different products. And I want to say there's, you know, over 30 vendors that are going to be there. We have thousands of people come to our retail store. It's a tiny little store. Um, to participate. So uh, that's the way we give back to our local community here in Willits. Um, and then our buying show every August, the Spare Town Supply Summer Expo, that's our early booking show where you come and uh, you meet with vendors and and have great offer opportunities to place um, orders, uh, you know, through the winter and into, into the, well, through the fall and the winter to get you ready for springtime. Uh, that's going to be our 40th anniversary um it's going to be our what ninth expo or eighth expo that we've I think had. I'm not sure, but I think it's eight. We're trying to go as bigger than we ever have. Um, one of the reasons for that is to just say thank you to our customers that can, you know stuck out last year with us and and worked hard, worked through all the issues, and um, and it's a big op- it's a good opportunity to throw a big party for our our, our distribution customers. Um, and so we'll be doing that uh, as well, and. Uh, it's not just for our, our, our customers. It's also for our vendors. We take really good care of our vendors at these things too. So uh, if you're one of our retailers, pl- please plan to attend. And it's going to be a great time and uh, great food. We do the, all, all the barbecue for it. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun as well. So those are, uh, those are, those are the two kind of main events that we have for our small Willits community and our bigger, you know, spare time distribution community, get people up to Willits and experience that. Awesome. Awesome. That'll, that'll be a fun. I, you, you always see those online uh, through socials, and, and they always just look like fun events. Um, you know, lots of you know barbecuing, everything, all the all the all the enjoyment. So uh, before we go, I always like to you know hit up just so everybody, if anybody here is not sure where to find you guys, um, you know, in terms of the website, spare time supply, um, and uh, where can they find you guys on socials? I, I communicate with you guys a lot on Instagram, um, but where else can everybody find you guys? Yeah, so we got our Instagram is Spare Time Supply Distribution. Um, uh, we're also on Facebook. A lot of that's partnered through Instagram. We we found that a, a lot of people in our industry that's Instagram's kind of the main main source, so that's where we do most of the communi- uh, communicating for uh, marketing purposes. Um, we we send email blasts and that type of thing too. Our our website is SpareTimeSupply.com. Um, that's that's where you can look at our whole full catalog of products, look at feature products and that type of thing. Um, if you, if you're one of our retail customers, you can log in and get pricing and that type of thing. But if, if you're not one of them, um, you can find one of them on our website and, uh, and you can look and see what products we have, uh, that our customers can buy and, and, um, you could acquire if, if you're having a hard time finding something. So those are, those are the, kind of the main things and then if if you're up in the willis community and you want to stop in uh stop in and see the og retail store it's kind of interesting too so. i'm kind of excited i hope uh down the road maybe this year um uh, maybe i'll get to stop it and, and see this because i uh i'm 
I don't want to do a tease too, too anything too soon, but I have a maybe a little fun project coming up with a kind of a coast to coast thing with uh, in up in Canada here, visiting a bunch of grocers and uh, kind of documenting it. Um, and uh, but more more news on that later. Um, but eventually, I would love to come visit uh, you, you guys uh, this car. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, come through, buddy. Well, if you can't do it, you have a a counterpart at Grodim that uh, that lives in Santa Rosa. She's only. Uh, I think 70 miles away. So maybe she could. There you go. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I just uh, uh, really, really appreciated this one. This has been great. Um, it, it's been, uh, I mean, this is the first time we spoke to, uh, you know, retail distribution. Um, and it's really, I think, uh, you know, we've seen the side of the grower. We've seen, you know, side of, um, you know, some uh, other products in the industry as well that, you know, uh, combo with ours. We, we've talked to text, but we haven't had a chance to speak with anybody. And, and, and I think this is really enlightening conversation for myself. Um, it was a joy. Um, and before we go, I just always like to, you know, is there anything else you guys wanted to share or say before we go? Um, anything like that? Just wanted to, uh, you know, maybe we didn't touch on um, before we go there. I, I don't think I have anything too specific. <clears throat> I would just say we are starting to see a turn up in the industry again. We're seeing price points starting to go back up. Um, we're seeing end users starting, you know, end users and growers starting to get excited again. We're seeing customers back in the stores. Uh, we are really looking forward to, you know, the next three to six months, you know, the warm season, the busy season, spring and summer, um, it's coming and, uh, and we're prepared and, and we're ready to, uh, we're ready to get it done. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the future and, and seeing, um, what happens, uh, in both the cannabis sector and, and independent garden center as, as uh, people, I think they they're appreciating more and more uh, kind of agrarian roots and 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 growing their own uh, you know fruits and flowers and vegetables and that type of thing. But uh, I, I see a long term future for what we're doing. I'm excited for the opportunity to, to be the next generation for spare time supply. Um, I'm proud to um, take what you know my family, my uncle, and and my parents really have have worked to build spent a, a lifetime building and and continue to grow it um and uh i'm humbled to have that opportunity and we'll we'll uh do my best at it so um thanks for being part of it i think this is a you know beautiful beautiful spot to finish it off um Thank i you. just want to um congratulate uh spare time on that 40th anniversary um and uh thank you both andrew travis for being on the show and I look forward to uh, meeting you guys down the road. Great. Yes, sir. Thank you, Riley. Really appreciate it, buddy. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on the Grow Dan Grow Show podcast today. As always, we want to thank our amazing guests and you, the fans, for making this show possible. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment below. We look forward to hearing from you. For more information on our products and crop advice, head to GrowDan101.com and follow at GrowDan101 on social media for the latest updates, giveaways, and more. Until next time, never stop growing.